calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. I want to take a second to tell you about a podcast I think you'll really like, Mayday. No one is prepared for disaster. No one knows exactly how they'll react in a plane crash, an earthquake, or when a lone gunman decides to open fire. On Mayday, you'll hear about the people who had to find out, people whose stories deserve to be heard. Join hosts Maya Nalani and Luke Welland as they tell you about extraordinary people who found themselves in extraordinary circumstances. Listen to Mayday wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Signal, Episode 2, Fellow Travelers. Timmy! Timmy? Honey, whatever are you doing up there? Don't you hear it? Come down, sweetheart. If you fall... No, 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 no. Don't step backwards, please. It's a long way down. Oh, that well should have been capped off ages ago. The sound is coming from down there. I'm sorry, honey. I can't hear it like you can. But listen. Hear that? Across the fields? The buzzing of bees in the wildflowers. I hear mooing. Do you? Old Mr. Simon's milk cow crying to be milked, I expect. Seeking relief from the pain of her swollen udder. She's a loud girl, isn't she? Now, Timmy, we don't want Uncle Cole to find us like this, do we? You, standing on the lip of a big old stone well, me begging you to hop down. You know how he gets, grumpy as an old goat. What was our word of the day last Wednesday? Do you recollect it? Rebecca! Timothy! Get your asses back here on the double. Precarious. That's right. And that's the situation we find ourselves in right now. A truly precarious one. Here, take my hand and jump down. Good. Now, let's just walk away into the field and visit with the sunflowers. No, honey, don't pull away. Walking hand-in-hand with your big sister is a fine thing to be doing on such a fine day. I heard what I heard. Oh, I believe you, honey. But my ears are ten years older than yours. Old. Hmm. Uncle Cole has gone to get his truck, I expect. He'll intercept us at the road. He's an asshole. He may be, but he's the only family we've got. 
We should be grateful to him for taking us in. I'm not grateful. I hate him. Ah, <sighs> Timmy. Look at me. Look at me. You know what those are? Sonic booms. They happen all the time. You've heard them at least a hundred times or more. We both have. All it means is an airplane went and broke the sound barrier again. They're nothing to worry about. Nothing to be fearful about, okay? Okay. Oh, look, like I said, Uncle Cole went and got his truck. With his bad knees, the old coot can't walk more than 50 yards on a good day. Oh, he's headed this way. Keep close, honey. Oh, Lord. I wish he wouldn't drive so fast on the dirt road like that. Oh, see the dust clouds he's rising up behind him? And I've got Wash hanging on the line. Oh, gonna have to scrub the sheets all over again. There's another car coming behind him. Who's he got with him? I don't know, honey. We're not expecting anybody that I know of. Didn't you do hear me calling you? Who are they, Uncle Cole? They're insect people. Step behind me. They're insect people, Becky. The boy needs help, Rebecca. You can surely see that. He's not right in the head. He's your family. Which is why I want the best for the boy. These folks will help him. They're medical professional people from a government hospital. They know how to best deal with cases like his. You want to commit your own nephew? No! They're not taking him! Run! Oh! Let go of me! Damn it, girl! It's for the best! The best for you, maybe! Not for Timmy! It's not! Grab his legs! Little bastard kicks like a mule! Becky! Quit squirming, or I will strike you, girl. This is for the best. You got no say in it. Timmy! No, no. Oh, no. Becky, help me. Oh, please don't hurt him. Calm the hell down. Uh. Uh, it's done. Now calm yourself. Hysterics got no place in a farm woman. Where he'll be safe. The boy's got more than one screw loose. He hears things, sees things, accuses decent folks of being monsters from outer space. It ain't right. Made this family a laughing stock of the county. He needs help. More than you can give him. They paid you, didn't they? How much? 30 pieces of silver? Is that the price of your betrayal? I got a right to be fairly compensated for my trouble. And now, you're free to take on more hours at the Bigly Wiggly, seeing as you're not going to be mollycoddling that crazy little brother of yours. It's about time you paid your way and earned your keep. Hey! Hey! What are you doing? Come back here, girl! You're never going to catch up to them! Damn it all to hell! Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we 
are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I'd like to place a collect call. The number, please. Klondike 1713. Trojan horse calling for Dragon Mother. Pardon me? Feel that, Phillips? That's the muzzle of a Walther P-38 pressed against the base of your skull. You so much as twitch and your brains will be raining down from the top of this booth before you can slump to the ground. If you don't want to end up dead as a doornail with blackened chewing gum on the seat of your trousers, give me the receiver. Sir? Swan calling for Rosemary. I'll accept the charges, operator. How did you get this number, Mr. Swan? Is Phillips alive? He's just dandy, standing and breathing not more than a foot away from me as I speak. It's you I've been worried about. Have you fully recovered? I'm on the mend, thank you. I only consumed a minuscule amount. Perhaps next time you won't carry active cyanide tablets in your cardigan pocket wrapped in a tissue. Who would have thought minute particles would stick to my fingers and transfer unwittingly into my tea? Everyone but you. You're becoming an absent-minded herited in your dotage, Rosemary. Gone are the days when you inspired terror in the code-breaking staff at Bletchley Park by merely appearing in the doorway. Autonomy. Full autonomy. That's not protocol. Make an exception in my case. You have the power to authorize it. I'll notify the White House. You keep Phillips. Fine. But only if he answers solely to me. Where are you now? That's strictly need to know, and you don't need to know. Not now. You'll keep in touch. Like a devoted nephew angling after an inheritance. Agreed. Put Phillips on. Ma'am? Mr. Swan has a gun to my head. What did you expect, Phillips? You're either lazy or sloppy or both. From this point on, you obey Mr. Swan. He's been granted operational autonomy in the field. You needn't check in with me. But, ma'am... Hang up the phone and turn around slowly. That's a piece of pipe. Let's step out of this booth, shall we? I'm becoming asphyxiated by the fumes from your Old Spice aftershave. Approximates the diameter of a pistol muzzle quite nicely, wouldn't you say? Hands up! Yes, I'm aware you're armed, Phillips. Now reholster your weapon. Unless you intend to shoot me in the street, I suggest we end this contretemps here and now. You heard, Rosemary. She consented under duress. If that's what you think, you don't know the lady at all. Duress is not in her personal vocabulary. She was with MI6 during the war. Did you know that? Perhaps the vestige of her English accent gives her away? You were in the service once, weren't you? What was your rank at the end of the war? Captain. Well, Captain, I was a major. Shall we proceed henceforth as fellow officers? They believed we were on our way to New Hampshire, and here we are back in Ohio. I could hardly keep that fact from you, seeing as you drove us here. Why? Why, Dayton? Why lie? Because simple misdirection works like a charm. 
No. Why lie to drag... to Rosemary? She's in charge. Secrets aren't safe in an ongoing Cold War. Did you think they were? Don't insult my intelligence. Which for both of us is the equivalent of our middle names. All right. I'll be frank, Captain. There's a suspected mole in our department. Has been for a while. Under the circumstances, my philosophy is that all destinations should be kept under wraps until they cease to become destinations. In other words, until after we've skipped town. A mole in the Central Intelligence Agency? Not likely. You're an agency driver, and I'm the former Moscow Station Chief and current Operational Field Commander. Who has unrestricted access to counter-espionage intelligence, you or I? I was a sniper in the war. Good for you, and good to know. You can drive and you can shoot. If it makes you feel any better, as we speak, we have our own moles snug in their burrows at the GRU. We have moles in Soviet military intelligence? We do. And in the KGB, and in the Kremlin, and in the Kirov Ballet. Espionage, counter-espionage, it's all cat and mouse. Sometimes we're the feline, sometimes we're the rodent. Our greatest current Soviet asset, codenamed Top Hat, is no less than a general in the GRU. Among his recent trove of intelligence are the names of U.S. military officers spying for the Soviets, along with missile specs. Another of our coveted spies is a GRU colonel named Penkovsky. I turned him myself. Disgruntled military officer, the most fertile soil there is in the espionage game. He had ambitions to be a general, but promotions passed him by like fall leaves in the wind. Today he's run jointly by the CIA and MI6. Oh, God, you shouldn't be telling me this, sir. Why? Are you a Russian spy? A double agent? No! If either Colonel Penkovsky or General Poyakov, that's his name, by the way, is burned, then that would make you the Mole Phillips, and that would make you subject to execution for treason and espionage. I'll be the first to testify against you at your trial. I report that you are among only a handful of people who knew our assets' identities, and I will point you out as the weak link. But I didn't want to know their names, sir. I I'm not a mole. I'll never tell anyone. Good. As long as the general and the colonel continue to thrive behind the Iron Curtain and supply us with vital information, you have nothing to fear. But I will caution you to be circumspect when reporting anything to Langley especially over the telephone. You can't possibly think Dragon Lady is... a mole? Hmm. Unlikely. But behind the Velvet Curtain at headquarters are switchboard operators, clerical staff, eager assistants, junior agents, and operatives so on ad nauseum. Any one of them could be a mole. I could be a mole, and we've established so could you. See that telephone repairman up the pole? He might be on the Russian's payroll. That thing in his hand? It could be a parabolic microphone that he's aiming in our direction so as to eavesdrop on our conversation. <laughs> That's a metal connection box cover, sir. Standard. My cousin is a lineman for the phone company. Is it? Are you certain? Would you be willing to bet your life on it? Don't ever underestimate the resourcefulness of the CIA's research and development teams or their Soviet counterparts. Tech wizards on both sides of the pond work day and night to create state-of-the-art spycraft gadgets. 
I've seen cameras mounted on homing pigeons and concealed in cigarette packs. Microphones hidden in buttons, pins, and chokers. A pipe with a concealed radio receiver. Defies the imagination sometimes. See this? It's a half dollar, sir. A plain old Franklin half dollar. Is it? This isn't heads or tails, Phillips. Watch this. It opens up. I could use this coin to hide messages or bits of film. But this, this is my favorite of them all. What is that, sir? It looks like a rock. Precisely. I have another one that is the spitting image of a stick. Sticks and rocks? No better camouflage than nature at its most nondescript. This rock is actually a seismic intruder detection device that can sense movement of people, animals, or objects from up to 300 meters away. It has a built-in antenna and transmitter that relays data via coded impulses. If I want to determine if someone or something is lurking around a sensitive location, all I need to do is plant it in the vicinity. What exactly constitutes a sensitive location? Where UFO craft are suspected of landing. Where little gray aliens with big eyes are known to congregate in the woods. Where abductees report being herded aboard cylindrical-shaped spacecraft in the dead of night. Now you're making fun of me, sir. Are we investigating UFO sightings? Or Russian spy rings? Or, or moles in our intelligence services? Why not all three? Or none of the above? Wait. W where are you going? Uh, let me get my change. Mr. Swan? God damn it, where the hell did he go? Evening, miss. Fill it up. Oh, just give me two dollars of regular. Sure thing. Nice night. That it is, miss. I almost thought you were closed. <laughs> About to. But we don't shut down the pumps until just after nine. Oh, I'm sorry, miss. But the vending machines broke. We got a service call in, but they won't be here till tomorrow. Oh, shoot. I got a stick of chewing gum, if that's what you're after. No, but thank you. I miss supper. Oh, that's too bad. They're looking for something more satisfying than gum, I imagine. We got a diner downtown, but it'll be closed by now. It is. I passed it on the way in. Yep. There you go. That'll be two dollars even. Here. Thank you. Hey, listen. I got a half a tuna salad sandwich left over if you're interested. My mom made it fresh this morning. Oh, I... Couldn't possibly. She sent me off to work with two of them. I couldn't finish the second one. Okay. Thank you. Mm. If you really don't mind. I do not. Let me fetch it for you. Here you go. And take this. Sody pop ice cold out of the cooler. On the house. Thank you. If you're sure. Yes, ma'am. Uh, miss. You don't mind if I smoke while you eat? No, not at all. Go right ahead.
You want a puff? It's a camel. No, thanks. <laughs> Name's Ralphie. See, it says so right here on my pocket. But you're not from around here, are you? I believe I know every darn pretty girl in town. Passing through is all. Mm. Hey, so what is that big building up there on the hill? Mm, government hospital of some sort. Government? Military, maybe. All day long, there's jeeps and trucks full of soldiers going in and out the gates. Not like a veterans hospital, though. More like for soldiers not right in the head. There's a great big sign on the gate. No visitors allowed. <laughs> yeah, along with trespassers will be shot. That one will get your attention. Are they? Shot? I don't know. I haven't heard gunfire yet. But seeing as the entire fencing is electrified, I don't know if I expect to. How the heck can anybody trespass with 10,000 volts of electricity blocking their way? Sometimes I do hear screams, though. <gasps> screams? Coming from the hospital? Yeah. Crazy person screams. Either they're experimenting on some poor bastards up there, or there's a bunch of soldiers who got a really bad case of shell shock. My mom says what I'm hearing is a hog being slaughtered out at one of the farms, but I know a human from a stuck pig when I hear him. Who knows what they got going on up there. I sure as heck don't want to know. Best to mind your own business when the government's involved. They disappear, folks who meddle. That's what I hear anyway. Say, anybody ever comment that you're on the busty side for such a slim girl? Huh? Those long legs of yours, you could be a pinup like Betty Grable. What? Only with that dark hair, you remind me more of Elizabeth Taylor. Anybody ever tell you that? Liz is stacked, too. Tits out to here. Oh. Don't. Oh, not even a little peck on the cheek, seeing as I gave you half my dinner and a strawberry soda pop. Stop that. I got to pay the bottle deposit out of my own pocket, you know. Step back, please. Or, or, or what? What you going to do, Miss Tits? Hey, 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 all right, all right. Don't get pissy. I didn't mean nothing by her. What the hell are you doing carrying a gun on you? It's my uncle's varmint pistol. It's loaded, and I know how to use it. Uh, you want to point it in the other direction? No. Thank you kindly for the sandwich and the pop. Hey, anybody ever tell you that you look like Beetle Bailey in the comics? Only you're not even half as good looking, and he's but ugly. And worse, you got no better manners than a white-livered ugly cub. What a cocktease. Adrenaline is produced by Nicole Kreuter and Kaylin West. Associate produced by Devin Shepard. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Julian Yap. Hosted by Neil Helligers. Audio editing by Angela Yee. Original theme by Marcus Bagala. Original cover art by Kendall Thomas. Find more shows like Adrenaline by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm. Sound design and editing by Charlie Randazzo. Music by Quiet on the Set. Additional cover art by Heather Mason. Production manager, Devin Shepard. Production coordinator, Angela Yee. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Osadolahi. 
Created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Find more shows like this on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.